Good morning and welcome to Noblesville First United Methodist Church, our virtual online experience. We hope that this finds you well wherever you are and however you come to us. I am Pastor Jill Moffitt and we are glad you're joining us here this morning. Please join me in our call to worship. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Come bow down and worship. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. Our hymn of praise is when morning gilds the skies. invite you to join in our call to worship this morning. Lord, be with us and guide us in your paths of service. Dance with us on our days of joys and comfort us when we are fearful. Take our tears and turn them into triumphs. Grant us courage and strength for the days ahead. I invite you to join with me in a time of silence and then I'll share a pastoral prayer and then we'll join together in the Lord's Prayer. Lord, we ask that you gather us together this morning. Move within our hearts, each in our own place, but also unite us. Join our spirits together as we still seek to be your people, to be your church together. We thank you for the ways that you've led us and guided us to still impact and reach out to our community, the ways you've brought us safely together, the ways we've shared our faith. Help us to continue to find that hope and strength we need because we do have many weeks and months ahead of us in which times will be difficult. We have to be careful. We have to keep one another safe. So give us that endurance, that hopefulness, and be with us in this country. It's sad to see the divisions that are so experienced. Help us to look beyond ourselves, our own interest, our own perspectives, and may we begin to see ways that we can connect with one another and look for the common good in all the challenges we have before us. Bless us in this time as we are thankful for you and your spirit, the sacrificial spirit represented by your son who endured life's most difficult challenges. And through them we found resurrection and power. We remember the words that he gave to the disciples which continue to speak to us today. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses 
as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I need Mason. Has anybody seen Mason? Mason! I'm doing awesome. What do you need? Hi, hey, what are you doing with that sandwich? Oh, I was just whipping up a peanut butter and pickle sandwich. I just love peanut butter and pickles. All right. Well, can you give me the Bible from the other room, please? Sure. Can you watch my sandwich? All right, but I don't think it's going to go anywhere. I really appreciate you grabbing that for me. So, okay. Here's your Bible, hey. Possum. Oh, great. Hey, where's Thank my you. sandwich? Well, it was right here. Did you eat it? No. I don't even like peanut butter and pickle sandwiches. I wonder what happened to it. Well, okay, kids, let's go over today's verse. So, oh, I don't believe this. I forgot the verse, so we're in the other room. I'll get it for you, Possum. Great. Thanks, Mason. So, well, Mason is going to go get that other verse for us. And then we'll be ready Here's to your start. verse. Oh, great. Thanks. Can you set it right over here? Hey, where's my drink? But, but it was, it was right here, Mason. <sighs> so, first your sandwich, and now your drink. Hmm. I think we have a thief around here. If I don't have it, and you don't have it, who took my sandwich and drink? I think I might know who, but let's find out for sure. I'll lay this dollar bill right here and watch what will happen. Oh, look! Cleo Cat! I see here. It's Cleo Cat. We have some questions for you. Have you been taking things that don't belong to you? Who, me? Yes, you! Well, you... You'd better take that big dog standing next to you. It looks like it has eaten more than one sandwich. Who said anything about taking sandwiches? Well, uh, you, uh, didn't say, you, didn't you say someone took Nathan's peanut butter and pickle sandwich? No. And how do you know it was peanut butter and pickle sandwich? Well, uh... What? Let me smell your breath. Oh, gross. That was the worst smelling combination of peanut butter and pickles I have ever smelled. You're the one who stole Mason's sandwich and drink. So, what is the big deal. It was just a sandwich. It is a big deal. Did you know that God said that stealing is wrong? Who can quote the commandment about stealing? Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not steal. You, you make it sound like I did something really bad. Stealing is really bad. But it was just a sandwich. It 
does not matter what it is. Stealing is wrong, no matter what you take. It was just sitting out there by itself. I thought someone lost it. If we find something that we know does belong to someone else and we keep it for ourselves, that is stealing. God told us in Ephesians 4.28, thieves must give up stealing. What does that? What? Oh. Not only should we not steal, and we also need to work with our hands. So that verse tells us something else to do. Let us all read the entire verse together. Ephesians 4.28 tells us, Thieves must give up stealing. Rather, let them labor and work honestly with their own hands so as to have something to share with the need. What is that supposed to mean? Not only does God want us to work for the things that we have, but we are to work so that we can give to others that have needs and help them. That sounds like more work. Work is honorable, and helping others in need is good, but stealing is bad. Well, I think I learned my lesson now. I best be going. Oh, there is one more thing to do before you go. There is? What is it? You need to do some some working with your hands. Oh, Go to the man. kitchen and make Mason another peanut butter and pickle sandwich. Oh, man. I'll keep an eye on him. I think this time I want some extra pickles and lots of peanut butter. Maybe you should make me two more sandwiches. The end. Our scripture reading today is Exodus chapter 20 verses 2 through 4, 7 and 8, and verses 12 through 14. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You must have no other gods before me. Do not make an idol for yourself. Do not use the Lord your God's name as if it were of no significance. Remember the Sabbath day and treat it as holy. Honor your father and your mother. Do not kill. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Let us pray. Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. For Lord, you are our strength, our rock, and our redeemer. Amen. Several years ago, I went on vacation and had a neighbor friend house sit and take care of my dog. When I returned, it was clear that she had gone through my things and some of my items, my possessions, were missing. It was an awful way to come home from a vacation, feeling like I had been violated and betrayed by someone I thought I could trust. When I confronted her about it, she lied at first, but then confessed to a drug problem and tried to make up for the things that had gone missing. There was a lot more, obviously, to this story that goes deeper than just stolen or missing items. But the bottom line was that trust was betrayed. I felt that I had been personally violated, and I didn't feel entirely safe in my own home for several weeks. And I had also lost a friendship. 
It was never really the same as it had been before. So I'm sure that many of us have stories like this where someone has taken something from us, whether possessions or even a sense of dignity or security. This commandment, do not steal, falls in line with the commandments that come before and after it. Each one has to do with the way that we treat other people and those closest to us, our parents, our spouse, or our neighbors. This particular lesson is usually something we try to instill in our children from a young age. I watch this side of human nature come alive as my son is learning to play with other children. His instinct, especially when he was very young, was to take something that he wanted, even though someone else was playing with it, especially if someone else was playing with it. Just because someone else had it made him want it even more. The grass is always greener on the other side, as they say. We are still working on understanding what belongs to him and what belongs to someone else. And if it's something we want, there is an opportunity to ask politely to see it or to borrow it. And sometimes I feel like this is a life lesson for all of us. At the heart of this commandment is the idea that theft is an affront to the personhood and rights of another. According to early rabbinical interpretation of this commandment, it's the stealing of people that is at the heart of it. Kidnapping people and selling them into slavery, as was done to Africans and others throughout history, is forbidden by this commandment. We also know that, unfortunately, there are other texts in the Bible that appear to condone slavery. However, the very next chapter of the Torah says that any person who kidnaps another, especially when done with the intention of selling the person into slavery, shall be put to death. As most of us know, the Bible is full of gray areas on these topics. We still see tragic situations of human trafficking and people being sold into slavery still in our world today. We also see people every day who have their dignity stolen or the reputation wrongly put into question. And of course, greed and oftentimes need is at the center of stolen property and possession. For those who first heard this commandment, it was possibly about not stealing human beings for slavery or kidnapping, but it was also warning about stolen goods. For many of the Israelite people, property was their only means of livelihood. Their animals, their home, their tools for work. If anything was stolen by someone else, their livelihood could be put at stake and harm is perpetuated in this action. It never makes anything or anyone better in the long run. More than anything else, this commandment speaks to the widespread corruption that makes it impossible for any society to progress politically, morally, or economically. As human beings, we have a tendency to manipulate life to our advantage, which might include taking something that does not belong to us or taking advantage of a person or situation. Stealing can be active or passive. It's not just taking from others what is theirs, but withholding from others what we ought to give. Could it be that our most blatant act of stealing is withholding care and concern for those around us? Or is stealing a sin because it betrays our trust 
in a God of grace and generosity? How can we be part of a change in our culture that is so widespread with corruption, greed, and theft into a culture then of generosity and abundance? I believe it begins with seeing the sacred worth of every human being. If this commandment at its center is speaking against the stealing of dignity and personhood of another, then we begin with this valuable lesson. During the apartheid regime in South Africa years ago, the corrupted government rationalized a system of oppression for blacks and persons of color. The dignity of these persons was stolen. Violence, exile, and humiliation occurred as a result, and the effects are still seen and felt today in South Africa. Archbishop Desmond Tutu made it his mission to begin a process of healing as the system finally began to break down. His work with the Truth and Reconciliation Commission invited people to come and share their stories. Sometimes they were extremely difficult to share and to hear, but he invited them to share the stories with one another so that one's personhood was on full display as a reminder that we are all, at the end of the day, human beings. He talks about the African word Ubuntu. It speaks of the very essence of being human. It is to say, my humanity is caught up, inextricably bound up in yours. We belong in a bundle of life. A person with Ubuntu, Tutu says, is open and available to others, affirming of others, and is diminished when others are humiliated or diminished, when others are tortured or oppressed or treated as if they were less than who they are. If we are able to practice Ubuntu, we are capable of abiding by this commandment. We are able to restore personhood and dignity to others instead of diminishing or stealing their humanity or labeling them as less less than or simply different than we are. Do not steal is a reminder to treat others as you would like to be treated. This includes personhood, possessions, and the way of life of others. In doing this, we honor a generous God in the way that we practice generosity to others. So may this be a reminder and a challenge for each of us as we continue in a world that is so bound up by our love of things and our tendency to take what is not ours for the taking. Amen. Each week, we like to take a moment during the service to highlight a ministry that is supported by your faithful giving. Our stewardship moment today lifts up our preschool. The preschool has been working tirelessly during this time to make sure that quality instruction and safety is a high priority for the children of this community. This week, they've held three different parent nights. They've added eight new staff members and two new classes, all while prioritizing safety and high quality education. We appreciate the preschool and we appreciate you for helping support their ministry. If you'd like to serve in other ways at Noblesville First, we'd love to have you get involved. One of the easiest ways to do so is to come and volunteer at a Teeter Organic Farm. Teeter Farm has been donating fresh 
organic produce to those with food insecurity in Hamilton County, and we've already donated over 4,000 servings this year. There are many different ways to get involved at Teeter, and you can find those opportunities on the website of the church. You can find it at the Teeter Organic Farm website or by contacting the church office or Farmer Katie directly. We have another opportunity to serve today. We are collecting hand sanitizer, sanitizing wipes, over-the-ear headphones, and styluses for the White River Elementary. We know that sanitizer and sanitizing wipes are hard to come by, but if you happen to see more than one when you're buying some and you want to pick up an extra for us to drop off to help our White River Elementary partnership, we'd appreciate it. Donations can be dropped off in the White River Elementary bin inside door number one. And now as we move into our time of offering, which is available through our website, our church app, or by mailing a check to the church office, will you join me in a word of prayer? Father, we ask this morning that our faithful giving would be responded to with faithful action, that we would use these funds to grow your kingdom, to spread your love into the community, and to continue to do ministry to those in our backyards and in the world. We thank you for the opportunity to take part in the growing of your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen.
Welcome again to Noblesville First. I'm Matt Hantelman, one of the pastors here at Noblesville First, and I'm glad you've decided to join us this morning. One of the things I try to do each week when preparing for writing sermons is to read as many different perspectives on the scripture as I can find. A lot of what I read this week was looking at the straightforward view of this commandment. Don't steal. Don't take stuff that's not yours. Which, at its face, is both easy for most of us to wrap our heads around and accomplish. Just don't steal stuff. But also a view that might guide us to look down upon the poor who might view stealing as a necessity for life. They are bad for stealing, and I am not bad because I do not steal. But we've been looking past those cursory views for all of the commandments. Jesus had a way of talking about the commandments as they were given and identifying ways to think about them that took them far beyond the surface understanding. In the Sermon on the Mount, he addresses a few of the commandments, and we've talked about some of them. For do not murder, he addresses the anger some have in their hearts, as well as the anger other people might have because of you. For do not commit adultery, he addresses those with lust and impure thoughts. Later, he also addresses the commandment we'll talk about next week in lying. And while Jesus doesn't directly take on do not steal in the Sermon on the Mount, I do think he addresses the theme that we should be taking from this this morning to move past the checkbox of I didn't steal anything in later passages. And there is a theme in the Bible, the idea of enough. From the Israelites being told to only collect enough manna for each day and not more, to the Lord's Prayer asking us, asking God for our daily bread. This theme spans the scriptures. And as humans, we're not very good at enough. In my experience, we tend to overconsume just about anything we are given, whether it be food or media or money or resources. We take and we take and we take. And this is a problem. Gluttony is a problem. Overconsumption is a problem, both on a micro level for each person and on a macro level for the earth. The greed and desire of people drives the economy to also constantly be producing more when more isn't necessary, when we already have enough. And that, that is stealing, which is a hard thing to wrap your head around. It's a hard thing for me to wrap my head around because it goes against the way our culture tells us it is. I can't be stealing food that I paid for, right? Having too much food in my pantry isn't stealing, right? Well, from a Christian perspective, that may actually be wrong. And here's a tangible example on a macro level. As the United States' wealth grew over the past century, the demand for meat and dairy products also increased. As it increased more and more, and Americans demanded more and more 
beef specifically for all of those McDonald's burgers and summer grilled steaks. The demand for cow farms also increased. The cow farms popped up in large swaths of land in developing countries, and as they grew, they needed more food to feed the cows. So the farms started buying up all of the cheap grain in the country, a developing country where that cheap grain was one of the main sources of calories for the residents. And because the, the grain was being brought at an exponential rate, two things happened. The prices went up, that's how supply and demand work, and the grain became more scarce. This caused the residents of those countries to start not being able to purchase enough food, which put them into a cycle of hunger, and that cycle continues today. In other words, as a country, our demand for meat and dairy is stealing food from developing countries when we ha ask for more than we actually need. At Thursday Worship, a perfect example of this on a micro level came up with the recent events. Toilet paper. There is nothing about COVID-19 that suggests a need for additional toilet paper. But all of a sudden, you couldn't find it anywhere. Because people bought way, way more than they needed. They bought more than enough. And they stole that good from people who could no longer get it when they needed it. And this applies to many other things besides food and toilet papers. We talk about needing new phones every year, new technology, new cars before we need them. These are all things that steal from the earth, whether it be over mining of resources to build these new things. It steals from people and their ability to live their lives in a way that makes sense by not being able to buy food. And I hear you, because I have the same thoughts. I hear you saying in your head, but I bought that food. I worked for that food. I can buy whatever I want. It's my money. And you're right. You can buy whatever you want. But God also wants to have a say in those things. Because it is ultimately God who decides what is enough for each of us. And it's likely different for each of us. And God isn't interested in your leftovers. He wants to be a part of everything. And that's what makes this hard because there isn't a hard and fast rule. I really want to be able to say you can have X dollars and no more. Everything else has to be given away. Or Y amount of food and then you have enough. And that just applies to everyone across the board. But that doesn't stop the truth from being that if you constantly consume more than what is enough for you, then you are participating in stealing from others. And that applies both on the you, the micro level, and the us, the macro level. Are we as a community consuming more than what is enough? So if it's God who determines what is enough for you, are you talking to God about what is enough? If God determines what is enough for us as a community, are we as a community talking to God about what is 
enough. I want you to consider two stories in the Gospels. The rich young ruler, found in Matthew 19, and the story of Zacchaeus, which is found in Luke 19. Both stories tell about how God decides what is enough. The rich young ruler is searching for what he must do to enter the kingdom of heaven. And Jesus says, well, keep the commandments. And he says, which commandments? And Jesus names some of the Ten Commandments that we're talking about. And he says, I've kept all of these since I was a boy. And Jesus says, well, then just one thing you lack. Sell all you have, give to the poor, and come follow me. For this man, Jesus said, I am enough. You don't need all of that stuff. You don't need other things that might get in the way. I am enough. Zacchaeus climbed a tree to try to get a look at Jesus as he passed through. And Jesus noticed and went over and said, Zacchaeus, come down. I need to stay at your house today. The people grumbled because he was a tax collector and a sinner, not well liked, but would have been well off, much like the rich young ruler. And when he heard the grumbling, the, the scripture says Zacchaeus stopped and looked at Jesus and said, Look, Lord, I give half of my possessions to the poor, and I'll pay anyone back that I owe four times as much. And Jesus says salvation has come to his house. These two men had very different lives and very different needs and very different strengths, and they had different enoughs. God spoke into each of their lives and helped them learn what was enough for them. As with murder and adultery, simply not stealing might seem pretty easy, but not being angry, taking hold of and removing impure thoughts, being content with enough. These are the changes Jesus asks us to make. Amen. announcements to share for you today. Don't forget we always have the Teeter Outdoor Worship available at 8.15 and 10 a.m. We are having a drive-through reception Saturday, August 22nd from 1 to 3 p.m. for Janelle Hadley for her 18 years of ministry. So much to celebrate. Please uh, enter the parking lot on the Harrison uh, Street entrance and then come around to the portico where Janelle will be and will offer our greetings and Best wishes as she moves to Florida. We have a great Sunday planned for August the 30th at 10.30 a.m. On that Sunday, Bethel AME will be joining us as we combine worship. It'll be out at the Teeter Worship Center. And take note of that special time at 10.30 instead of the usual 10 o'clock. 
We'll have a great celebration and celebrate the unity that God has for all of God's people. We also will have a confirmation service at 2 p.m. on that same day, August 30th, out at Teeter. We want to celebrate the faith work that's been done by our confirmation students. And we plan to live stream that service as well if you'd like to watch. And also we'll be there for the family members of those confirmands. The Teeter Drive-In movie has been rescheduled for Saturday, August 22nd. We'll begin parking at 745, so come early to help us get each other socially distanced from one another. The movie will begin about 830. It will be a family-friendly movie that will be chosen from the midst of a list uh, available to you that night. The Mum Cell for Mission Guatemala is taking place now. Just go to thenoblesofirst.com. You'll find the link to that. The Mums are just $10. They're beautiful. I guarantee they're better than anything you'll find in any box store. And the proceeds will help Mission Guatemala in this challenging time of COVID-19. Our Teeter Farm to Table tickets are now available. So go to our church website or go to teeterorganicfarm.com. You'll find the link there to make those purchases. Uh, Dining there in person, we only have... Spaces for 11 persons is $75 a plate. Or you can do a carryout option for $50. Don't forget the bags, baskets, and blessings reimagined. Online shopping available to keep adding new items. So look forward to what's there now and support the mission work of the United Methodist Women. And finally, if you're new to the, your our online worship, please touch base with our hospitality coordinator, Bonnie Zickcraft, at bzickcraft at noblesofirst.com. She can share some helpful information about our church ministries and also has a free gift that she would love to send to you. Thanks for joining us this morning. We now invite you to go, treating others as you would like to be treated and being content with what God has called enough. Go in peace. (laughs) 